I guess it just means more. Losses. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. On today's show, let's give you another Big 12 bowl rundown as Kansas State and Arizona, who's a Big 12 team, both got it done on Thursday. And at the end of the show, I'll tell you how it's not a lateral move. It's not a move down. But if by chance Florida State gets left out, they don't get the call from the SEC or the Big 10, they are Big 12 bound. And it is an upgrade from the ACC. But first, what happened to adjust means more? Look, I get it. I get it. Some of you are screaming out there, oh, Arizona's not a Big 12 team yet. Oklahoma is. Yeah, the same Oklahoma who lost to Kansas, the same Oklahoma who lost to Oklahoma State, who's supposed to be this dominant brand. They're the best team of all time in the Big 12. They dominated this conference. And how do they leave on a sour note of getting beat, waxed, waxed? by a new Big 12 team. You're going, I don't know about Wax. You know, they were up most of the game, up in the second half, had a legitimate shot to win it, thought they thought they were going to win it. Their quarterback, their five-star stud future, had five turnovers, four hundred. They're, 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 there came a point in this game for the SEC team that's so big and so bad and doesn't need the lowly Big 12, where the opposing squad, Arizona, was running out of room on its turnover sword. Arizona, if you didn't see this, Arizona would take a sword, like an actual arena, sword and every football they picked off or fumble they recovered they would take the ball and they pop it onto the sword and just pile it down there was no room left on the sword Oklahoma had so many turnovers and, 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 and guess what else we already dealt with this with Texas A&M fans and that's the sect of people that are going to say oh it didn't matter oh we didn't care oh this wasn't playing for anything Oklahoma's double digit loss to Arizona 34 to 24 allowing 17 points in the fourth quarter getting waxed in the second half going down 13 to nothing that didn't matter for anything this bowl game wasn't real most of our players opted out we didn't have our starting quarterback that's weird because a lot of Oklahoma fans by the way were saying that oh we're, we're you know we're good with Dylan Gabriel being gone like it was his time to go we're just excited about this Jackson kid. He's going to be solid. Uh, we believe that he's the future of the program. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and start Jackson Arnold. He'd be way better. Had five turnovers. Okay. All right. Here's what I have to say. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm going I'm to elicit some help here with this. J.D. Pakel, former co-host of mine for a longtime co-host here in Waco, my neighbor as well, who works at On3 now, had this to say about those folks who will tell you that bowl games do not matter. There's the people who are talking about bowl games being meaningless. You'll notice it's the same people that, one, aren't really watching college football during the year to begin with. They're the same people that tell you you should go do something else on a weekend whenever there's a quote-unquote bad slate in their eyes. Also, it's the same people that were shouting for shorter game broadcasts. No real college football fan was saying that. Nobody was actually saying, man, I wish it wasn't a four-hour broadcast. I wish it was somewhere closer to two and a half, three hours. No real college football fans that wake up and watch college game day on a Saturday morning and then watch Pac-12 after dark, rest in peace, till 2 a.m. was actually telling you that. Nobody actually felt that way. Same thing is being said here for bowl games. Because I tell you what, when, when you're off for Christmas break and you have that short window from you know Christmas to New Year's and you're at home with the family or maybe you're off from school, you love that you get to watch the Mayo Bowl. You love that you get to watch the Holiday Bowl. Why? Because it's 11-on-11 football. 
And for us college football fans, as long as they put the ball down and it's a 100-yard field and it's 11 on 11, we will watch, we will be there, we will be all about it. Now, that's a cat that played college football, that gets it, that knows it. And you can ask any coach in the country, and they tell you the same thing. This bowl game matters. This is something that we are playing for from pride to experience to trying to gain camaraderie going into next season. And Oklahoma laid a dud. And Oklahoma no longer belongs to us in football. This is an SEC team. What you just saw. Listen, and I want you to close your eyes here. I I try to give you the close your eyes moments at least once a show, but don't do it if you're driving. Close your eyes. And imagine a world in which a mighty SEC team played against a Big 12 team in a bowl game and lost. You don't have to imagine it's happened twice so far this bowl season where the Big 12 has dominated. Now open your eyes. One of those two scenarios or a scenario you can imagine is Oklahoma losing to Arizona. This is a new Big 12 team slapping somebody in the face. Not just somebody with a team that's claimed to be the biggest and baddest in the Big 12. Maybe you have Maybe you have the most Big 12 championships. But how do you leave on such a sour note that you got killed by Arizona. And for Arizona, this proves that Jed Fish, a guy that a lot of people overlooked, a guy that a lot of people didn't believe could get it done, it's pretty good at the whole coaching football thing. And his defenses are good too. Oklahoma has allowed 29 points per game some odd this year. Arizona has been scoring at a much higher clip. The off offense and Noah Fafita has been the story for the Wildcats. But in this game, the defense. Putting Jackson Arnold in a blender, putting the Oklahoma offensive line on its heels. And look, I get it. The Arizona offensive line didn't look great. They weren't able to rush the ball very much. They gave up, what, five sacks Arizona did. That that could all be true. But in the end, at the end of this ball game, Arizona's defense stepped up. The offense, when it was needed, stepped up. Noah Fafita was a stud. And I, from anybody else in the conference... I'm now scared of Arizona. And on the flip side, if I am anybody in the SEC, I am not fearful of Oklahoma. After watching this game, I don't believe that Oklahoma is going to progress going into next season, but instead that Oklahoma is going to regress next year. And instead of representing the Big 12 as, oh, you know, and, and, and here's a beautiful part of this. Here's I, 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 so much of this when breaking down. There won't be a moment next year where Oklahoma goes, you know, seven and five in the SEC and the SEC looks around and goes, yeah, the Big 12 sucks. This is what you sent us from the Big 12. No, Oklahoma has pretended to be an SEC team for a long time. They pretended to belong in that conference. They're going to go over there as a as an SEC team, as an SEC brand, as one of the big dogs in college football. And when they do, when they do lose, oh, don't pin it on us. We're having a really good bowl season. We just beat Texas A&M and. And honestly, we kind of killed Texas A&M. All the Aggies coming out like, oh, it was only an eight-point game. We were playing all our backups. We barely had any players. Well, by that mentality, no, Oklahoma State kind of took the gas off in the second half and had mercy. The real final score was 24-3 because based on the mentality that the A&M fans want to give, the excuses they want to give, uh, you know, this sometimes they tried, sometimes they didn't. You know, Oklahoma State didn't really try in the second half. A&M didn't really try the whole game. You know, it was, it was a blowout. You pick and choose your own narratives. And the narrative for Oklahoma has been that they are an SEC program, that they're better than the Big 12. They're bigger than the Big 12. The narrative has been the SEC is bigger than the Big 12. It's better than the Big 12. It just means more. I'm not seeing it. They're playing the games between the white lines. They're playing with the same 100-yard feel. It is 11 on 11, hat on hat, and I'm not seeing it just mean more. It just means more losses. It just means more until it doesn't. It just means more excuses. That's what you're getting, and maybe, Oklahoma, maybe you belong 
in the SEC after all. I didn't watch this game sad that OU was playing its last Big 12 game. I watched this game so happy and fired up and proud to have Arizona in this conference, a team that looked so dead in the water and so done in college football. And Jed Fish came in and completely revived the thing. And now they are dangerous, scary going into next year. And I embrace competition. Will Utah win the conference? Will Oklahoma State? Will Arizona? Will Texas Tech? Will Kansas State? I don't know. And that's what's great about this league. There's not a lot of dead weight around here. You don't get you don't get a Vanderbilt. You don't get a Rutgers who's good now, apparently. You don't get a Northwestern who's good now, apparently. In the Big Ten West, you're going to get some breaks. In the SEC, you're going to get some breaks. In the Big 12, I don't get a whole lot of that. You don't. And you're starting to see that on the national level as the Big 12 teams are putting the narrative to rest that this conference cannot play. We're beating the nation's best. We're beating the other conferences best. We just beat one of the SEC's best, right? You're so excited about Oklahoma being there, huh? All right, great. I mean, they're playing between the white lines. It's tough to argue with that. It's also tough to argue with how much I love game time. Coming up. Kansas State, I love you. On Lockdown Big 12, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app. Game Time is where I go for last-minute tickets, the lowest prices guaranteed. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. It's a concert. It's a comedy event. It's a sporting event. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Views from every seat in the venue and the lowest price guaranteed. Event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of that is available at Game Time. Buy tickets in seconds with just two tabs. Also, if you find a better a better price from anybody else, from anybody else in the same section, same row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time to create an account. Use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account. Redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. It's the lowest prices. It is guaranteed. The Kansas State Wildcats putting the ACC on notice. I love it, man. Avery Johnson going out there being a dog. And this game, one of the things that I like, the competitive, the competitive nature of this game, it was a ball game in the second half. It was a ball game going into the fourth quarter, and Kansas State still found a way to close out. Because if the narrative is that bowl games don't matter, that it, it weakens for me when I see a team like Kansas State, who has honestly been ravaged by the transfer portal, whose starting quarterback left and they threw in Avery Johnson, who had you told me would go 14 for 31. I would have said, oh, that's probably not a good thing, but he does rush for 71 yards. And overall, I thought he had a great day and he is the future of not just that program, but he's the future of dual threat quarterbacks in the Big 12. And DJ Giddens from possession one runs all over NC State. And I just kept thinking to myself, this is proof these games matter. Ravaged by transfer portal or not, in the Pop-Tarts Bowl, in a bowl game that in 30 years, someone's going to say, who won the 2023 Pop-Tarts Bowl? And I'm not going to know, and you're not going to know. Nobody's going to know. But Kansas State not only fought valiantly, but won the bowl game and used this game to get better. Used this game where I was reading in over the over five, six different websites, previews this ball game, and everyone said the exact same thing. The wrong team is favored. They liked 
NC State because of the opt-outs, because of no Ben Sinnott for Kansas State. They liked NC State because of the transfers, because no Will Howard for Kansas State. But still, Chris Kleiman's team finishes 9-4 and four and gets it done against a gritty NC State team that was on the verge of its second 10-win season in program history. And the Wildcats against a top 20 team, against the number 18 team in America, and upset when you look at the numbers beside the names, 128 to 19. All my money on FanDuel's on Arizona and Kansas State. I was flying high last night after these ball games. And Kansas State proves, too, that the best of the ACC, look, NC State won almost 10 games. They struggled early on. Down the stretch, won a lot in that conference. And Kansas State, a team that didn't represent the Big 12 in the Big 12 championship game, a team that dropped three games in conference play, went and controlled the line of scrimmage in this game, controlled a game where NC State had more players healthy and ready to go, where they had their starting quarterback in Brennan Armstrong, and Kansas State made him look silly. 14 for 28, 164 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. That says something to me. It once again proves the blue-collar nature of this league and how the Big 12 doesn't want to give up. And how these teams are going to use the bowl game to their advantage going into next season. And this continues to further my narrative that the Big 12 is a legitimate force in college football and that this bowl season is proving that. What you saw was A&M, okay? A&M, Oklahoma. These teams that are losing and making excuses. These teams that are losing and making excuses are using the transfer portal. They're using, ah, you know, we had a lot of guys opt out. They're using these these excuses, excuse after excuse, which don't play out for me. I don't I don't believe that. You can you can't lose a game and be like, ah, oh, we didn't really want to be here. We weren't even trying. What was Kansas State's excuse? I mean, they they got just buried. Almost twenty guys entered the transfer portal. They had plenty of guys sit out too. Had a true freshman starting quarterback. What was their excuse? There wasn't one. And had they lost the game, there wouldn't have been an excuse because the Big 12 does it different. The Big 12 doesn't blue collar. It's not like the ACC. It's not like the Big Ten. It's not like the SEC. There's not a lot of talk. When you win, you prove something. When you lose, you don't make excuses. You take your lumps and you go home. And the Big 12 has been doing a whole lot of winning. And this gives me a lot of confidence moving forward. The product of this conference, Kansas State, helping prove it is not just good, but nationally, it is at the top of the country. Kansas State, who was favored by three and a half, goes out and wins by nine. And the people who said the wrong team were favored were incorrect. And Avery Johnson is now the future of this conference. I am. I can't tell you how much pride I've had in the last 48 hours watching this league. Can I also can I say this, too? This this bowl season to me has been so much more entertaining than bowl seasons past. I've seen a couple of tweets, people saying, yeah, I don't feel like I'm not watching a lot of them anymore. There's so many opt outs tough to get into. I have been glued specifically to the Big 12 in these bowl games, not just because it's my job and I get paid for it, but also because it's been a damn good product. So entertaining game in and game out. And the Big 12 is six and one. I've enjoyed watching our team succeed with all the nation watching. Do you agree? This is the most fun I've had watching bowl season in a long time. And I feel like it's the Pop-Tart Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, these fancy uh, the, the fireworks that are put, the the, the hoorah, the, oop, the whatever you want to say that's put with these games is making the product better from a PR and, and, and that just 
flash standpoint, but also these teams look solid. These young guys getting their first shot to play look solid. These old guys who are playing their last game, the Cooper BBs, look solid. And it has just been fun to watch and fun to see the Big 12 on the biggest display and proving that this conference is much better than the ACC. Yeah. Right here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make money. When I tell you I've been up, I've been making a lot of monies. Thanks to FanDuel this season because of betting on Big 12 teams in bowl games. As the weather gets colder, the NFL deals also stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. Well, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. A wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season again. Spreads, player props, over-unders, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If by chance Florida State comes to the Big 12. That is not a lateral move. It is a vast improvement from conferences. The ACC is far worse than the Big 12, and it's not just because Kansas State just beat NC State, but it is a an objective. At this point, it is an objective truth that without Florida State, the Big 12 is better than the ACC, and maybe with Florida State, the Big 12 is better than the ACC. And I, I, that's a harsh statement, and it's one that makes me confident that if the ACC does not get the call from the SEC or the Big Ten, this league, the Big 12, can facilitate them joining. And if Florida State does get a call from the Big Ten, from the SEC, very likely the Big Ten, that our league, the Big 12, can facilitate a move that brings in Clemson, that brings in Miami, that brings in UNC, if that's an option on the table, that brings in Virginia, if that's an option on the table, or even Louisville or Pitt or anybody that wants to come here. And the reason I believe this league can facilitate that kind of move is not because I'm blowing hot air up your skirt. It's not because I'm a homer. It's not because this is locked on Big 12. It's because it is a fact this league is in a better place than the ACC that is stuck in a grant of rights that everybody wants out of. It's taking SMU for nine years, paying its own way in. It's playing cash. Al and Stanford, NC State has to send its track team, its cross-country team, its tennis team across the country to play Cal. You tell me that's okay? I haven't even given you the best part yet. I haven't even given you the best part. The Big 12 makes more money than the ACC. Basketball is a better product. Football is a better product, as you're seeing right now in bowl season. And there is more money being given out to the Big 12. I'm reading right here. I have in my notes. I went and I compiled notes of point, 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 why the Big 12 is better. And all I, so many of them have to do with money. And this league just having more money. With Florida State, the Big 12 was still bringing in more than the ACC. Without Florida State and with the knowledge now that ESPN can drop its deal with the ACC in the next three years, that tells you something. There's no stability in that conference. So we make more money. Florida State, the biggest brand of the ACC, just left. There are a myriad of teams who are still pursuing or at least toying with the idea of pursuing an exit from the grant of rights that Florida State is about to prove was fraudulent and get out of via a lawsuit. That's probably not a good thing. Florida State gave you a 38-page document of why the ACC is not a good conference. 
even citing the addition of SMU, Cal, and Stanford. And even listing the Big 12 as a league that's going to pay more money. Can you imagine Clemson making less money than Cincinnati in college football? Now, look, I, I get it. I do think the Big Ten, I do think Florida State would not have made this move without the Big Ten being in conversation with them. I don't think they did this to go to the Big 12. But guess what? If they did go to the Big 12, they're making a move to a better conference. And what we're seeing right now, and it's this, like the smallest domino to this SMU thing. It's one of the smaller dominoes on the very end of this. One of the last ones to fall. SMU gets added in. They get cranked by Boston College, which is hilarious. and has nothing to do with this, but they're paying their way in. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing Florida State. It's embarrassing Clemson. It's embarrassing Miami. And guess what? When it comes to those teams coming to the Big 12, their expectations are actually a lot lower than you think. Consider this. Miami does not have a top 20 revenue in college athletics. It's not a top 20 annual revenue in college athletics. They're not one of the top 20 elite brands in college from a financial standpoint. Clemson is close. They're inside the top 20, getting close to that 20 range. And guess how they did this? You didn't consider Clemson to be a big brand in college sports 15 years ago. They did this by winning. If Kansas State goes and wins two national championships over the course of the next 10 years and makes the college football playoff eight times, they're going to be a top 20 team in the country from a branding standpoint and a financial standpoint. That's where Clemson is. If Clemson stops winning in football tomorrow, their, their endowment might stay the same. Their athletic revenue will not. Florida State, if their football team sucks the next five years, their athletic revenue is going to be okay. They're still a powerful brand in college athletics. I don't know if Clemson has that. I don't know if Miami has that. And while I think the SEC might want to attack North Carolina, they might want to bring them in. Well, I think the Big Ten might want to attack South Carolina with Clemson. Well, I think the SEC might want to attack Virginia with Virginia, Virginia Tech. I also believe that those are schools that if they aren't called by those two conferences, would be happy to be in the Big 12 to make more money and be out of a grant of rights and out of a, 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 a league in the ACC that can't promise them a TV deal three years down the road. The Big 12, listen to this. This is a true story. This is a true story. The Big 12 would be an upgrade for Florida State or Clemson or Miami or Pitt or Louisville or anybody in the ACC. So just as we were, were dogging on a lot of the Pac-12 guys that were, oh, you know, they were, they were the, the Tony Altimores of the world. that Oh, the Pac-12's safe and fine. It's a great conference. They're going to do. They're going to have no issues moving forward. Just understand that the ACC is in a very weak and vulnerable spot. And I, I, I don't believe there's going to be a merger. I believe Brett Yormark's just going to take what he wants. And he can. Because this league is better than the ACC by a pretty substantial margin right now. Money. Winning. Your 13-0 conference champion just got left out of the college football playoff. Our 12-1 conference champion just got put in. Our one loss, our team that had lost a game to the same team that lost to Arizona, got put in. Everything's pointing to the ACC being in a very, very bad spot. And the Big 12 being one of the most consistent, one of the most stable landing spots for anybody in college athletics. I only got through half my points and I rest my case. If you want more, we can have this conversation again next week. But it's a true story. If Florida State was to go to the Big 12 or any of these teams, any of these teams from the ACC, it's an upgrade for them. You're welcome. This has been It Always Will Be. 
I'm telling you what, I'll see you guys next week. Let's win some more bowl games. What do you say? Iowa State, get it done. Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Dose Grande.